morning, students. May I have your attention, please, for this morning's announcements? I uh, see your shirt is untucked. Detention. Your homework is due every single day. That's why it's home. I will be calling your parents. Hey, what's going on here? No running in school. I'm going to tell your coach about I this. I said that's enough, both of you. Out in the hall. Welcome to uh, Out in the Hall. I'm Rhino. That yep. is the Willie Mammoth, and this is Out in the Hall. We're still in North Carolina. We are. As you could see. We've had lovely weather. Unbelievable weather. Unbelievable weather. Today particularly is just, is, I don't know if you can see, it's remarkable. I'd love to get into a point in my life where like, I can just chase the weather. People do that. I know. Like, oh, we're going here for two months because it just happens to be 75 you degrees every day. You just chase 70. You just chase 70 to 75. That would be incredible. With like a low of like in the like mid 60s at night. Mm-hmm. Maybe but, a dip into the 50s, get a fire going. You can still get a fire going in the 60s. Sure. Keep the mosquitoes away. While we've been up here, I have definitely turned, we have a gas fireplace in the house we're staying in. Right. I've definitely turned the AC down so I can run the fire. Oh. You know what that is? Not environmentally conscious. Subject. That's the beauty of a rental. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Not my problem. <laughs> but no, it's great. We've been hanging out together uh, as families. Uh, kids are going to do something this afternoon. Yep. We got something scheduled this afternoon. It'd be nice. The kiddos and get the moms together. Should be a good time. It'll be fun. It's been fun up here. Been having a great time. Nice little vacation. I feel like I should have a beer right now. Wouldn't that be nice? I can arrange that. Right? I, mean, I don't really like beer. I think we went I, over this last episode. I know. I know. Uh, I just, it's just so bloaty. I had a burger for lunch. I get it. I get it. Maybe I like we'll get you, you a beer. I, you know what I do like about coming out to lunch here and that you had ordered for us is you just naturally assumed that I wanted the French fries and that you got the bowl of fruit. Correct. I don't know what would have given you that assumption. <laughs> it's messed up. There's nothing funny about someone having a strawberry stuck in their beard, but a little French fry. Do I? No. But oh. you could have. All right. You ready to start passing notes? Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's pass notes. Because that's that's, that's my favorite. What, that's what it's called now. Okay. Pass the notes. Yeah. Not I got a couple enough. good ones. Billy from Long Island. Fellas, I can see how Matt made the mistake with the Vanderbilts and Rockefellers. They both do own massive mansions. The Rockefellers estate, however, is in Sleepy Hollow, New York. It's called Kikuit. K-Y-K-U-I-T. Kikuit. Get a little fact check here. Yep. Thanks, yeah. uh, Billy. John D. Rockefeller was the first to live there as he built it, but four generations have lived there in total. It is, however, much smaller than a Biltmore house with only 40 rooms. The Biltmore house has over 240 rooms. Do you guys know what other notable person is from Sleepy Hollow? The Headless Horseman. Yeah, do you know his name? No. Ichabod Crane. Wouldn't have gotten that. I did. I knew it. You, why'd you know that? I just know the legend of Sleepy Hollow and Ichabod Crane. I feel like it was a... A cartoon at one point. Okay. Anyway, he goes on to say, love the pod. Keep doing it for us. All right. We will, Billy. Thank you for the fact check. Anna from Mobile, Alabama. Matt and Ryan, I recently found your podcast and it's become part of my weekly routine. I have laughed all the way through the episodes, but this last one made me cry. Oh. Hearing you guys talk about this project as your creative outlet and how important that is, was just, well, amazing. I've had my bouts with depression and sadness. So thank you for your message. I, for one, hope you continue to spread it. You matter. Thank you for making my world better. You know, this angle, I get a nice, your eye glistens. It looks like you're tearing up. Well, I don't know if I'm tearing up, well, I don't but know that, I appreciate yeah. the... Yeah, yeah, I like that. But I'm just saying, I, this angle, I can't actually tell if you're crying or not. I'm not. Okay. That would be something that would make me cry, though. 
I might be pre crying. <laughs> All right. I got, okay. I got it. Bryce from Charleston. Love Charleston. Boys, love what you guys are doing here. So fun and so funny. Question for you Do you guys both wear free fly gear all the time? Being from Charleston, I'm a huge fan of their stuff. You guys should be sponsored. They would love the recognition on your pod. Keep up the funny and keep looking sharp. Huh. Well, we should get sponsored. I have every intention, told Matt this, of reaching out to the free fly folks. To answer your question, Bryce, for me, if I'm not going to a meeting, like for real work, I'm in free fly shirt. Every weekend, most days of the week, I go to the office like this. I love their pants. I'm a fan. Sponsor or not, I'm in. Well, what did I tell you about the first time that I put on free fly pants? That you wish you weren't wearing underwear. It was that comfortable and soft. Yeah, I'm wearing them right now. That I wish it was touching every part of my body. (laughs) Free fly gear. You'll wish your wiener was touching. (laughs) The only thing better would have been that nice Winnie the Pooh party. That I don't even get that. It's just because it's funny. Well, it's funny. You just wear a shirt. That's it. You can wear shoes. <laughs> My grandfather, who died a few years ago, was an architect. He designed all the clubhouses and buildings at a nudist colony in okay. Central Florida. Okay. And so every time he had to do a new building, he'd have to go out, visit the site. Well, right. naturally, there were nudists there. Yeah. And he got the biggest kick out of it because he would pull up and it would be freezing cold. Like in the wintertime, people were playing tennis with just a sweatshirt and shoes on. Oh. <laughs> like, just put on some freaking pants, man. Like, it's okay to go one that we get it. It's cold. We get it. It's cold. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. You know, a lot of those places, I think, are not nudist optional. So if you're there, you have to. To be naked. I don't think so. I don't think the staff is nude. No, I understand that. But I'm just saying, I could be completely wrong on that. Okay, Billy from LA. Sounds suspect. Lower Alabama? No. Oh. Los Angeles. Guys, I produce some of the biggest podcasts that are out right now. (laughs) This is Billy. (laughs) Billy is friend of the pod. He is our like senior, senior. Senior producer. I think he just owns, he's a co-owner he of the company. Co-owns Potify. Potify that uh, we obviously do our podcasts in accordance with. <laughs> um, all right, he's funny. Guys, I produce some of the biggest podcasts out right now. I have to say you guys are really onto something. I've really enjoyed listening and look forward to hearing more from you both. You guys make me laugh really hard. To the moon, Billy from LA. To all right, moon. Billy. We're on our way, Billy. Hi, guys. This is Jared from Bozeman, Montana. That's my stomping grounds. Not a long message here. Matt. Thank you for sharing your story about losing your dad. I went through a similar situation in my life and ended up making some bad choices. Once I hit rock bottom, I got help, pulled myself out of the gutter. I've always loved fly fishing, and so I started guiding people. In the last five years, I've grown to one of the biggest guides in Montana. I appreciate your message and, of course, the laughs. You matter. We got two supportive notes. I don't think I have anything negative this week. That's a W. Hey, can I get that password? Oh, give it to you as soon as we're done yeah you haven't given it to me yet no but i will (laughs) the thing is when i tell you you'll be like oh i could have guessed i'm gonna start promoting an alternative email address oh yeah by the way what is our email address for now nope out in the hall pod at gmail.com out 
in the hall pod at gmail.com. I'm not right. promoting these. Okay, that's fine. Uh, yeah, I'm not promoting till I get the uh, the password. This is Paul from Dallas. Oh, Texas. you have another one. Yeah, and it's a little long, oh, and it's God. worth every second. Okay. Paul from Dallas, Texas writes us, Matt, I feel you on the PP story. <laughs> well, I don't, but my wife does. <laughs> my wife was recently on a flight from Amsterdam to Dallas. She was sitting window, and there was a very large and very obnoxious couple sitting middle and aisle. Throughout the flight, they continued to drink and drink and drink and probably had five drinks each. Finally, the flight attendants cut them off. Then they reached into their carry-on where they had a bottle of whiskey or bourbon that they must have bought in the duty-free store in the airport. My wife gave a face of disapproval, but they were so mean and so drunk that she didn't want to make a scene by alerting the flight attendants. They drank the entire bottle in about an hour. As you could imagine, they both passed out shortly after. They slept for at least six hours. Deep sleepers, these folks. I think they were just bombed. At one point, the man on the aisle peed himself, still passed out. Shortly after, the woman in the middle peed herself, still passed out. Oh, they're made for each other. He says this was, in all caps, a lot of pee. (laughs) Now the flight attendants were aware as the empty bottle rolled down the aisle. My wife was completely stuck as they could not wake these people up and there was no way she could get out of her seat. She had to pee so bad, she had no choice but to pee in her seat. (laughs) (laughs) Needless to say, the airline took care of us in a big way. Uh, He says in parentheses, I can't talk about the details. And both the people were arrested once they landed in Dallas. The entire plane cheered as the cops came on the plane and removed them still soaked with pee. Keep up the laughs. Love your stuff, Paul from Dallas. You writing that down? No, reminded me of another story <laughs> that if I don't write it down, I'm, I'm, now you look like you're crying. Oh, uh, I'm laughing really hard at the pee-pee story. <laughs> That's all the passing notes I got today. Okay. You sorted a bunch. Every week, there's more and more. I like it. What have you been uh, up to lately? So I'm a boat owner. I know. You know. Yeah, very nice. You were there. Yeah. It's a great boat. It's a great boat. It's an older ski boat and bought it through a a dealership. It wasn't like a, it was a private party sale, but it was like a a boat broker. Right. That I bought it through. And it's just, just, like I said, a ski boat. We got a little yacht broker, little tiny. Yeah. But this isn't a yacht. Right. Little tiny lake house in the tiny cabin in the center part of the state that's on a lake, a private lake, which is great. And there's never any like game wardens or anything like that. Cops, you know, out there screwing around on your lake. There's no public access to it which is nice. So we're going to tow the boat up here because we're, you know, we rented a place on a lake yep. and uh, just dock it here. So I go to the, I probably bought this boat in 2021. Okay. And go to the registrar's office to get it registered or not to get it registered to like renew my registration. I want to tag for the side of the boat. Sure. For the side of the boat. It was out of date. And, um, they informed me that the boat wasn't in my name. Never transfer the title. They send it to me, I guess, but I just assumed it was going to be like, um, like a car dealership where they just handle it. Yeah. They just handle it and you just get a title in the mail. Right. Right. Here. What I guess they did was they mailed it to me, but being so inconsistent and disorganized, I just didn't even open the package. Right. Apparently there's a signed title in there. Well, since we're doing some work on that lake house, I have everything in a pod in like a storage facility Uh, and the titles in that pod. Sure. I don't know how to get to it. So I'm currently driving around an untitled boat to me. 
Uh, well, that should work perfect because it's not busy up here at all, and there's not a million people on that lake <laughs> at all. So every single time I've taken my children out, sort of playing roulette. Now I don't know what the penalties or rules would be. We are in North Carolina, not Florida, so I don't know if they have access to like the registry. I could be like, oh, I just didn't do it yet. Yeah, yeah I just bought. The I boat. would tell the guy I just bought the boat. Yeah, I do have insurance on it, so yeah, I would say, hey, I just bought this. But it was fun to walk in there and for the guy to tell me that it wasn't my boat. That's funny. What have you been up to lately? Well, let me show you. I've arrived. You've been shopping for readers. I just got a pair of readers and I got news for you. I can't put them on my headphones. They've changed my life. Oh, I was tying flies for the kids the other day. And Matt, for the life of me, it, I mean, I couldn't, you know, little they are. I had to forget one of the kids. I'm like, can you, th I couldn't even thread the tippet or the, the leader through the eye hole of the fly. I couldn't see it. And I left there and I'm a reader's guy now. These have a blue blocking. I don't know if that even does anything. I think, I think the blue, I, light. I, the blue light's supposed to be bad for you. I just noticed on my laptop that it said low blue light special. I don't know. That oh. it's like emits less blue light than oh. normal. Well, that's nice. I don't seem to have a problem with that, but I, um, Still nursing this ankle. Oh, yeah, from your pickleball accident. Yeah. Actually, it wasn't even playing pickleball. It was after I was done playing pickleball. But still part of the pickleball experience. Indeed. You had to get on and off the court. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, got to leave at some point. <laughs> Can't pickle all day. <laughs> it's way better. Still hurts. Okay. I was getting dressed the other day to go play golf with my son. Mm-hmm. And this is how I know it's time to start losing weight again. Because I'm getting dressed in shorts and a golf shirt. Right. That's it. With very, golf shoes. Very appropriate. Okay. To go play golf. Yeah. And I was breathing like I was getting ready to go snow skiing. <laughs> I was breathing so heavy. You would think I was putting on gloves, bibs, long ski johns, pants. Like, ski pants. Just, just snow gear. All the gear. You know, just like. <sighs> well, and you're at altitude too. So you go. <sighs> and like, you go to put your socks on, you kind of like. <sighs> well, you do it inside. Yeah. Well, then you yeah. blow up. So I got to have readers and I can't put my socks on anymore. And I'm 42 years old. I almost passed out wearing that. Just doing that just a minute ago, but I, <laughs> it's time to, it's time to get back in the pool. It's, <laughs> you're a big swimmer guy. You like I, to swim. I love it. And I was a period when I lost 50 pounds in eight months in the pool. I swim every single day. I'm swimming a mile and a half every single day. I don't think I missed a day. They, Maybe I did like on a, they, I mean, they had a heated, you have a heated pool. Yeah, I swam inside. So it didn't even matter if it was raining. Where would you do that? The Y? No, there's one right by my office. It's called the RDV. It's like a big workout. Got it. Indoor pool is nice. It's three minutes from my office. I'll tell you what happens though at some of these indoor pools. Is the chlorine can be so overwhelming. You like it's not this, it's not that way. In but here. you walk in. You know what I'm talking about though? Oh, yeah. If you walk and, in the pool like a Hampton Inn or something, it just burns your oh, eyes. Oh, it's you, awful. You can't, no. you can't. No. That program was so good. I have a Another pool where I could swim to at a place we belong, but I know people there. Right. And the reason I loved going to the health club or whatever you call it, the health spa. Is it because whatever, you wear Speedos? And you I don't wear the short one. I wear the, like the long one. They call them jammers. <laughs> yeah, I wear Capri Speedo. <laughs> Again, nothing wrong with that. I wear the, the Speedos look like bicycle shorts. I just got back from the Bahamas and to play a trick, a kind of a, a funny joke on everybody that I was with, I had purchased a new pair of brief Speedos. Oh, okay. And wore them all day, just relentlessly on the boat. Did your thighs boat. get sunburned like no, crazy? No, no, no. I went 50 sport, copper okay. tone sport. You yeah. know, so, Good it, product. It probably gives you cancer, but. So does the sun. Probably. So. I get it. 
I know. I don't. But the reason I like to go to this indoor pool is I don't know anybody there. And I don't have to talk to anybody. I don't care what people see me in a speedo. I don't care about, well, I guess I don't care. But it's not about that. It's about, I can get in there, get changed. I walk in with my goggles. I have an underwater headphones. You like those things. They're awesome. Yeah. What do you listen to when you swim? Podcasts. I'll listen to podcasts or sometimes I'll put on like a playlist. It's connected to my phone. It's Bluetooth. It's not MP3. So it, I can change. It's dynamic. I can change whatever I want. For years, I only had the MP3 one. So it's the same music playlist over and over and over. That would wear you out. Yeah. I've been um, working out to like 80s and 90s workout music. Oh, kind of like the stuff that didn't make it on the Jock Jams record. They just put it on the workout stuff. It's more rocky, like rockish. Then uh, give me an example of a song that might be on there. Oh, here I am. Yeah. 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 I, the tiger. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. For example, the two thousands are full of a lot of like really M&Ms hard kind of mm. hardcore stuff, mm -hmm. which I don't really, that didn't really fall into rap. Right. Not like a category. I know what you're saying. Yeah. And man, stark difference in music between the eighties and nineties. You think Swamp. all synthesizers in the eighties and big rock and big loud stuff. Big hair, big hair, big hair. Big drug problems? I think that continued. Probably did. Probably still does. I think it does today. Yes. To well, this day, it does. Sometimes the creative class. Looking for an outlet. Getting a little creative. Yep. You know, with their Look with at, their Or looking habits. for a um, a self- Self-medicator? Yeah, self-soothing self-medicator. To um, really get rid of their demons. Mm -hmm. Hide them anyway. Yeah. At least for a minute. I get it. I mean- Oh, you got, you got some demons? Sure. Oh. We going dark again? <laughs> no, no, no. Two no, pods in a row? No minors here. No minor chords here. Keep the, <laughs> keep the, the, the G's and the C's, man. <laughs> so I want to tell you about this. This We're very excited about this. We are out in the hall. It is now officially sponsored by our friend John at Highland Diamond. Highland Diamond. Highland Diamond. And I was just up there meeting with him last week, as you know. John, longtime friend, longtime friend of the of us and of and the a, show. And a big fan of the show just, and just, I mean. Just a good, good human being. Just the best. So they've got a ton of inventory, but are also amazing at custom things as well. They've done rings and jewelry for many people I know, as well as countless celebrities. And we even mentioned in People Magazine. Well, I've got some stuff from John. You've got stuff. Yeah. I bought stuff. Yeah. I watch and ringer from John. My wife has a ton of stuff from him. Our listeners, this is awesome. Out in the Hall listeners can go to highlanddiamond.com and use the code out in the hall to receive 10% off their order. If you don't see something you're like, pick up the phone, call John. He's a great friend of ours and we've known forever, and he'll walk you through the process of getting exactly what you want. Good guy. So, very thankful yeah. to Handsha Highland. Handshake guy. Total handshake guy. Yeah, handshake guy. I'm a big handshake guy. I don't, I don't have time for non handshake folks he is yeah he's a dear friend and we're grateful that he is he's sponsoring the pod and we believe in what he does his shop i don't know if you've been to atlanta or you do everything by mail his shop is unbelievable it's yeah. in the virginia highlands area yeah it's beautiful it's spectacular yeah so big thanks to highland diamond that's highlanddiamond.com use the code out in the hall to receive 10 percent off your order which by the way i mean let's call it what it is jewelry is expensive yeah that, that could be thousands of dollars off your order that is a uh well now I have a pretty flush bank account, so I'm going to be, <laughs> I might do some ordering. You should. <laughs> <laughs> so thanks to our friends at uh, Highland Diamond. Thanks, All right, let's keep thanks this John. We appreciate you, man. Very much so. What do you have for show and share today? Oh, okay. For show and share, 
I have found this. I want to read it to you. It is called Five Psychology Facts oh. About Joking. Okay. Okay. And I'm pulling it up right now. I want to read them to you. Okay. Number one, intelligence and creativity. The ability to generate and appreciate jokes is associated with higher levels of intelligence and creativity. Joking involves making connections between seemingly unrelated ideas and finding unexpected humor in those connections. Emotional regulation. Joking can help regulate emotions by providing a release of tension or stress. It allows individuals to cope with difficult or uncomfortable situations by finding humor in them. Okay. Number three, social bonding. Joking serves as a way to strengthen social bonds. Sharing humor can relate a sense of camaraderie and promote a positive social atmosphere. That's what we're doing here. Right. I mean. Positivity. Positivity minus, and, and bonding. Minus your last. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Now we're going dark again. Oh, man. Yeah. Psychological defense mechanism. Okay. Mm -hmm. Joking can function as a defense mechanism, allowing individuals to protect themselves from uncomfortable or threatening situations. It can provide a way to deflect criticism or deal with sensitive topics in a more lighthearted manner. I guess that's kind of like why people also laugh when like they get uncomfortable. Yeah. But they're not joking. They're like, I could see that laughing. Sometimes it's easier to just have the conversation. Sure. Yeah. But it's more fun if you can joke about it. Joke about it after. Yeah. Joke about it after the conversation. I get the defense mechanism piece big time. Right. And then finally, health benefits. Back to a major chord. Laughter yeah. resulting from joking has several health benefits. It can reduce stress, boost the immune system, and release endorphins, which are natural mood-enhancing chemicals in the brain. Wow. So joking around yep. is good for you. Healthy. It is. It is healthy for you, and it's fun. I'm having fun. I'm having a blast. <laughs> I'm already laughing. <laughs> My show and share is actually a personal story. Hmm. All right. All right. Settle in, everyone. You know, on the way up here, right? I was just thinking about it the other day. <clears throat> uh, coming up here, you know, a week or so ago and two weeks, something like that. Nothing against South Carolina as a state. I think it's a wonderful state. The roads in South Carolina could be some of the worst in the country. The interstate system there, it is. It's not. Oh. It's Mississippi. That doesn't count. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's like saying ugh, the roads are worse and like. Arkansas, like I got it. They're awful, but also bad. They're driven through that. I got it. It's terrible. But South Carolina, tough. Yeah, it's an East Coast state. A lot of traffic through there. A lot of traffic, and they have not widened the roads. I mean, it's just driving up twenty six to Columbia is like one of the worst things. Oh, because you came up ninety five, right? Yeah. And so we decided to go jet over at Savannah on sixteen and come up kind of through some of these smaller towns in Georgia. Beautiful, beautiful ride. Super happy I did it. See a lot of old barns and churches and things yeah, like right. that, right? And we come up on this this one church, and I'm like, oh, boys, look, old church coming up, right? Because I could see the steeple sort of over the hill. And I got there, but it was like a, it was a new church, just sort of an old-looking steeple. But then there was an old cemetery right next to it, right? Mm -hmm. And my uh, eight-year-old is like, uh, hey, Dad, <laughs> you know anybody in there? <laughs> You're in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know anybody here do we, <laughs> you he know like what? look takes his ipad down he's like 
Are we visiting some? Yeah. 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 Who, who, uh, who do you know that's buried there? <laughs> What's we doing here? I don't know. I'll go in the mountains. I don't know anybody that's buried there, but he was just expecting me to know someone sure. that was buried there. Because they don't know. <laughs> they don't know. They asked it, a billion questions today. It goes along with the last episode, right? Yep. Like, but he's an eight-year-old, so, you know, yeah. we're right. Yeah, he, he only for, asked half as many. Yeah. Probably about now, in fairness, his mother is the one that bears the brunt of mm-hmm. those questions. Hey, mama. Hey, mama. Hey, mama. I mean, I'm glad that he's asking us. Right. And, and not, you know, somebody else. Right. But anyways, just interesting how kids' That's m- funny. minds work. You know, who you know in there? That's funny. Yeah. All right, my pop quiz for the day. Okay. Vending machines. Love how we're getting into our, like, we're settling into our routine here. And, and, yeah. And, and. Vending machines. <laughs> who would you say is the bigger villain out there? Vending machines or sharks? What kills more people? What is portrayed as, as a much more sinister thing? Sharks? Right. Jaws. Right, right. What would you say the ratio is of deaths caused by vending machine to deaths caused by sharks? Well, I think it's got to be vending machines is more. Otherwise, you wouldn't bring it up. Well, But I never would have thought of it. I- for every death that is caused by a vending machine worldwide, how many deaths are caused by sharks? I'm going to throw a number out there and I'm going to say Or let's just reverse that. For every shark death. Yeah. I'm going to say there's 150 shark deaths a year. Okay. I'm not thinking. I'm just thinking of a ratio. Right. Okay. And then I'm going to say that there's probably, how do you die from a vending machine? Maybe it falls on you? Or electrocutes you. Oh. Or. But not like, you're not saying like you ate so many Andy Caps no, hot fries. No, no, no. The actual machine kills you. You know what else could be a reason? You know how you get mad when it gets right on the edge there and it doesn't come down? And you shake it. And you shake it or you punch it. And your hand goes through and you slash, Slice slash your wrist. Yeah. Be a possibility. I would say the ratio is one to one. Okay. Four vending machine deaths annually to every single shark death. Do we know how many shark deaths there are? I don't. I just know the ratio. I'm more of a detail guy. You can look that up for us. <laughs> how many... This is shockingly low. Right? What do you think the global average of shark deaths are a year? A hundred. Less. Oh, real reverse pop quiz here. 50. Less. 20. Less. 10. Less. Wow. Single digits. Okay. Five. Five. A lot of maiming, though, that goes on. Well, that's a different story. It looks like there's about 72 annual shark attacks on humans. Not that many. No, but what I would just learned from this is that 20 people a year die from a vending machine. I guess you're right. They, I think it's probably, maybe it's a guy taking one off a truck to reload it. Falls on a guy. Falls on a guy. The brakes on his hand truck go. <laughs> Could you imagine that? Get Starts tumbling down a hill. Or maybe, I like the rocking thing. The rocking thing, yeah, it just falls on you. Yeah, you yeah. just, you're just, you're gonna get those Doritos. You're getting them. I mean, you paid for them. You did pay for them. You might as well get them. You might as well get them. What's your pop quiz? Oh, you're gonna like this. <laughs> this is this was tailor made for you. You might, you probably get it. We did a pop quiz, or maybe it was a show and share a few weeks ago about Coke and how people will pay. It's the product more people, per ounce. 
to get less of. Right. Right. The first Coke was bottled in 1894. Okay. Okay. I was born in 1981. Okay. What's older, me or Diet Coke? You're a big Diet Coke guy. I like Diet Coke. It's so gross. I know. It's a guilty <laughs> pleasure. Diet Coke is older. 1982. Was when it was invented. I am older than Diet Coke. Huh. Would you ever guess that? No. I would have said, honestly, before I did this research, and it was extensive, by the way. I took it. Unlike me. I took it very seriously. I got it. If you had asked me that on the street, I would have said mid-70s. Kind of a fitness craze. People were like, you know, trying to get. That's right. Like Suzanne Summers. And yeah. Like, uh, like that's when like. Uh, Jane Fonda. Yeah. Yes. They were doing. Oh, this came up the other day to me. What was the thing that they used to. The thigh master. Yeah. The thigh master. Jazzercise. Jazzercise. Yes. Step, that, step class. Yes. Like that was kind of a late 70s. I think early eighties thing, I would have thought for sure. I would have said 1976 and then let the fitness craze catch up to it. What's that movie with Jamie Lee Curtis and John Travolta where they're like in some sort of like, he's young, like just after Greece sort of age. And she's like an exercise teacher. And he's like in those really short gym shorts doing like some like oh. hip thrusting. It's quite a good flip. Jamie Lee Curtis was quite the uh, sex icon for a, a, a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Good looking woman still. Is it called perfect? Maybe what year is that? 1985. Sounds right. Yeah. Yeah, this is it. I'm looking at the images here. We got a lot of, he's in the little short shorts. Aren't oh, those really short? Bro. Like nut huggers. Man. Those things are short. He's in some commercials here recently. It's all that. Yeah. My favorite movie with her. Yeah. Is True Lies. Oh. Have you seen the Arnold thing on Netflix? There's a three part Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, I haven't seen it. Documentary. It's very good. Is it? I'm in the middle of the, almost of the second one. It's did, very good. Do they talk about the True Lies filming? She's in it, and she talks about just like what a pro Arnold was. That guy was a freaking movie star. He's the number one movie star in the world at one point. Big time. Big time. I won't ruin it for you. or Good looking, good looking guy. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Still is. I mean, obviously he's fit, but I mean. He's very fit for his age. Extremely fit for his age. How old? He's got to be in his 70s. He probably told us. I think he's like sixty-eight or sixty-nine. Right. I don't. I don't think he's seventy. Okay. He may be a little younger than that. But again, won't ruin it. But what I found interesting was there was a very real competition and pretty much disdain between Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone. I think they've recently. They're uh, like buddies now. Yeah. But back in the in the eighties, nineties, they couldn't be in the same room together. Because they were like just competing for every action movie script. Totally. And again, not to ruin it, but Stallone is interviewed in the, in the documentary and says, you know, if I killed 10 guys in this movie. In Rambo. Yeah. Arnold had to go out and kill 20. Wow. Really? It was like it, that. It, oh, totally. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. You know who would I, I would have thought had that competition going with Arnold? Would have been um, Lou Ferrigno. Oh, really? From the Hulk. You know, they, they competed against each other in like bodybuilding competitions. Yeah, but I don't think Lou was near the star that Stallone no, or Arnold was. No, he wasn't. But just like I would think from like the bodybuilding days. Yeah, I mean, Arnold was everything in bodybuilding. That's still like the perfect image of uh, he of won so mu- He won so much and so often that he 
basically said, what else can I do? I can't win anything else. I've won multiple Mr. Universes, Mr. Olympia, Mr. This, Mr. That. The housekeeper. He did the housekeeper. You just asked what else he could do. They haven't gotten to that in the, in the documentary. Maybe they do in the third episode. The, the son from that, from that fling situation has gotten into bodybuilding. And now he's like a... I believe, he looks just like him. He does look like him. Yeah. It looks like a Spanish version of him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Man, that'd be lucky. I don't think you want to look like this guy. You don't? No. You don't want to look like Arnold, though? Well, he doesn't look like Arnold. He, he just looks, said he looks, look, looks just like him. He kind of does, but... I've just seen some passing headlines on the news about him getting into the bodybuilding scene. Man, a lot of those bodybuilders, when they get like uh, into their 50s and 60s, like their like joints are completely wrecked. Oh, sure. All that heavy weight and muscle. I mean, he's ripped. I don't think he's like a super handsome guy. Didn't Chris Pratt marry his daughter? Yes. Yeah. Catherine. Catherine. Yes. That's right. He seems like, a, I mean, I obviously got this toward affair but he seems like a he talks about his kids like crazy i mean like he's a seems like a wonderful caring dad caring and, father yeah i mean and really talks very highly of his wife i guess they're still together maria shriver mm -hmm. interesting okay Who's the niece of john f kennedy right bobby kennedy's daughter no you nope eunice kennedy's got eunice it. shriver Eunice Kennedy was married to Shriver. Correct. Got it. And, and got it. Yep. And that's where they met. He met her at, he, Arnold met Maria at a celebrity tennis thing put on by the Kennedy family. Boy, she's, she's a pretty lady. Maria Shriver? Yeah. Beautiful. Pretty Classy. Lady. Pretty lady. Watch the thing. It's awesome. I'm going to get into it. I like, that's a good wreck. It's, you're going to really, really, and you're on vacation. You got the time. I would say the streaming service where I am is um, lacking. It's lacking. Yeah. Well, when I walked in your house this morning, they had no problem watching the Marvel movies. Oh, that was just on DirecTV. Oh. Yeah. Mm. Right. It wasn't the Disney Plus streaming. No, thing? I think they're getting the internet through satellite. Oh, really? No, through the phone line. So if it's like, hey, you guys want to watch a movie? No, it's not like dial up like that. They have like high speed through. The, I don't know how it works. But it doesn't have the. The juice, the like power. a like a like a land yeah. modem would, right? Yeah, sorry. You know, it's good. It's good that I live without it for a minute. When we moved to Montana, we only had satellite internet, so it was very limited. Right, like you could only do so much a day, and it just then cut out. So I saved it only for work, for me and my wife. Right, and I didn't let the boys stream Netflix or YouTube or anything. Seven months, best time of our life. Really, totally analog. They went outside. That's what we're doing here. Look outside. Yeah. How nice it is. That does sound nice. Well, Matt, you got anything else we need to talk about? No, man. I love you. I love you. Well, that's what it looks like when you've got way too much time on your hands. Jeez. Producer Sam here. It is not easy reeling in these two knuckleheads, but before we go, I wanted to remind you to hit that follow button to make sure you don't miss an episode of Out in the Hall with Rhino and the Willy Mammoth. And if you're feeling extra generous, please leave a review and let us know what you like and what you like to hear more of. New episodes dropping every Monday. You don't want to miss it. See you next week.